Yo, what is up, everybody? I'm back, Lucas Halton here from Hockey Authority, and five straight episodes. That's five straights. I've been working so, so hard. So if you guys could blow this up, it would mean so much. And hey, right now I'm wearing a Hockey Authority hoodie. They came in today so, so comfy. I might put in another order. I'm gonna take orders from my fans. So just contact me on Instagram, Lucas Holt Media, or Twitter, Halton Lucas. It means so much. In this episode, I'm interviewing a PI stud, Cam Squires. Cam is a forward for the Cape Breton Eagles of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and he's a beauty, let me tell you. This episode's super funny. We talk about him and his brothers, um, Jake's relationship, and a funny story about Luke Coughlin of the Ramouski Oceanic, fourth overall in the 2021 QMJ draft, and many more. My name is Lucas Halton, Hockey Authority, sign and offer now. How's it going, everybody, folks? My name is Luke Halton from Hockey with Halton, and today I'm proudly joined by Cape Red and Eagles forward Cam Squires. Cam, how's it going today? Going good. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, getting into it, in 2019, you had a very talented Bantam team. Want to kind of bring us through the dynamic of that team going to Atlantics? Uh, yeah, that year was a pretty special year for our Bantam team. Uh, we were kind of we were kind of looking forward to the season going into it, and that was my first year. And you know, we we knew we had a special group of guys, and we had some skill up front and a really solid back end, and then. Know two goalies in, in the net who could kind of steal some games and keep us in the games that, that we needed to be in. So it was a good year. Uh, we kind of went through the season pretty well in that league. And then the Monktonian was a pretty big milestone for us as a group as we, uh, you know, we went on. And that's kind of where we built our identity as a club that year. And that tournament really kicked us off and, and made us see that we kind of had something special there. So that kind of rolled us on to the, to the second half of season after Christmas. And then on to Atlantics and, you know, Atlantic's second place finish, which we didn't get the result we wanted, but, you know, still it was a pretty special year. With lots of talent like Jack Howitt, Luke Coughlin, um, the list goes on, Brett Ayers, Snow. how do you kind of bounce that out to get the chemistry? Because I know too much talent isn't always right, but it seems like kind of worked out well for you guys that year. Yeah, you know, a lot of the players had a lot of talent, like some of the names you listed and just, you know, like you said, the list goes on. Like everybody, you know, they were just, they just bought into their role. And that was a huge thing for our team is nobody really kind of wanted to take the other guy's job. It was just everybody doing their part. And whether it was, you know, grinding and playing minutes against the other team's top line or, or you know, the skill guys up front or on the back end too, scoring goals and just kind of putting up points. Everybody did their job and, uh, you know, not one person thought they were better than the other, but, but we did a really good job of kind of coming together as a group and, and uh, buying in. That's awesome. And Luke Coughlin, very good player and just really great person. Do you have a funny story about him from Bantam or playing with him over the years? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember first game of the year uh, in our first season, uh, we were playing up in up in Tignish, I think, or somewhere up west uh, against them for their home opener. And we were on the road and we got up there about – two hours before the game and and Luke didn't have his jersey so uh he had to wear the goalie's jersey and uh I remember he posted a picture on Instagram 
because we got our first pictures that game and it was a it was a, the jersey was down to his knees and it was number 35 it was, it was pretty funny yeah it's a classic luke coughlin move trying to flex new team but with the with the big jersey so moving oh, on how special was it getting drafted pretty high to cape red and eagles now being able to play with your brother jake uh, i was pretty special you know uh leading up to the draft there was you know a lot of anticipation and stuff like that and talking to all the teams and you know obviously the new experience of it it being online and and all the zoom calls but it was pretty good to be able to to be drafted to Cape Breton. I was super excited. I kind of knew, I kind of had that feeling come draft day, but you know, you never know how those things go. But even on draft day, whenever kind of things rolled around and, and Cape Breton picked me, everybody's pretty excited. And, and it was nice to have my my parents and the rest of my family there. And you know, I think Jake was almost excited even more than me. So how kind of was it cracking the roster as a 16-year-old? You know, you go through training camp process. It isn't always easy, but you were able to be pretty successful on making the team and it got a good start. What kind of was that like going in Cape Breton at rookie camp? How was that experience? Uh, it was pretty special. You know, your first your first uh, CHL camp, you're never going to forget it. And it was, a, it was a new step for me and a big one for sure as well, so. Just kind of going in there, I, I was looking to make the team and, you know, you can expect so much, but then, you know, once you get there, it's, it really hits you and the, the, the pace goes up and physicality and all that stuff. So just being able to adjust really quick for me was big and, and just kind of taking each day and uh, one at a time and, you know, you lose, using the learning experiences and then just kind of looking to make the team and, and that worked out well. So and then the start of the season rolled around and I'm just using each day to learn and kind of get better as a player and, you know, eventually keep getting better in this league. What do you think you have to do to adjust to the QMJHL? Yeah, well, obviously the speed and the physicality is one thing that kind of stands out to, to everyone, but, you know, being able to think the game as well. And, you know, as a player, I see that as one of my stronger suits, but as a step up, you got to be able to just kind of make plays and, and, uh, figure things out on the fly and, and, you know, not get stuck there because the game moves so fast, quick turnovers and every team's systematic. So it's, it's transitions and, and playing with speed. So you just got to be able to think the game and kind of do all the little things right to help the team win, but just kind of, yeah, do what you can to help the team win because, you know, some of that offense, some of that flair might not come right away as you're a young player, but, you know, doing those little things right is, is a step for me. So just touching on, um, What's your offseason kind of like? Like, are you working out at Synergy? Because as you're saying that muscle, that's a whole different side that's not seen a lot from the fans aspect. So what kind of are you doing for your workout, your physical training, just getting ready and getting you prepped to bring you to the next level of those offseason days? Yeah, well, obviously the offseason is huge for, for rest and recovery. But, you know, as, as time comes on, you got you to gotta look to ramp it up as the season's coming on. But, you know, this summer is huge for me. Just having the draft there in you know, late June, it gave me kind of 12 weeks to plan out what I wanted to do. And I knew me and my trainers uh, at Synergy, uh, Morgan Campbell and you know, Travis McIsaac and, and Nick Lund, they, we kind of all came together and found out a plan. We kind of started with some baseline stuff to see where I was at. And then we just built from there. And, you know, it was, was kind of the plan to put on some muscle, but not lose the speed as well. Just be able to kind of move my body and, kind of not lose that reaction time, that quickness that, that you need for games and stuff like that. 
Now that's a great approach. And what about on ice side of things? I know Brad McKenzie was doing skates with a lot of pro and junior guys. Were you a part of that or what was your on ice kind of factor for the off season? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's about finding, for me, it's about finding a good mix, you know, between off ice because you don't want to be skating too much. You don't want to kind of tire yourself out, but you got to find that middle ground where whenever you're ready for the season to start, but kind of looks like process hockey for me in the summer and, and, and Andrew's hockey as well. Skating with Brad. Yeah. Brad puts together good groups in the summer and some high paced skates there as well. And Brandon Shaw, he does a great job out there in Pondell working on the process hockey with some good players. So, you know, it's a, it's a good mix of, of working on skills and toning up skating, but you know, kind of as late August starts approaching, working on your battles and your compete as well. So I know last year was a crazy year for everyone, but especially for yourself, because you went to two different private schools to play hockey, because I know on the first half up until Christmas, you went to Bishop Kearney, then you went to the Mount Academy MPI. How was the two comparisons kind of like, how was your experience at those schools? Uh, yeah. So going to the States first half was kind of a decision I made and it was, you know, right on the spot there as, as things were kind of getting, starting to get crazy with COVID, but I made a decision to go and, you know, it was a great experience going to the States. And even though I'm moving away from home and, and stuff, that's, that's tough for your first time, but just the guys down there and the, the coaching staff and everyone involved in the, in the dorm residence, they, they did a great job of welcoming us in and, you know, we, we had a, a rough start to the season, but then by the by the end of November, we were kind of picking it up and, and we, we got in, uh, you know, probably around 20 games or so. And it was good just to kind of be able to to have that experience down there against different competition and, you know, see that other route as well. And then kind of Christmas rolled around and I made a decision to stay home and, and go to the Mount. And, you know, the Mount wasn't new to me because I went to it, you know, the year before and, and it uh I really enjoyed it there and doing the skills program. Shout out to them. It was it's a great program. And I think every kid who's looking to kind of take their game to the next level and, and get on the ice is it's a it's a really good spot to be and great people are involved and, and they all want to support you on your journey. So yeah, like both schools were great. I really enjoyed my time and you know, nothing but good things to say about to, about the Mount Academy and the team in our second half and, and then Bishop Kearney as well. It's a great program for for young athletes. Now, traveling over to Bishop, I know you got COVID-19. Want to tell us kind of what it was like having that disease? Yeah, it's it's obviously pretty scary at the time whenever you get it. And you're, I wasn't really with my family at all. But, you know, we handled it well. And they had a, they had enough people down there to kind of support us through it and, and keep us calm throughout it. So we just kind of did our 10, 12, 14 days of kind of shut down and and resting and recovering from that but it wasn't nothing bad for me it was just and none of my teammates either it was just kind of being a little bit sick and and uh, just kind of yeah we just had to take some time and recover from that it was just the initial reaction of the breakout was a little scary but you know you kind of get over it and you move on with things so what was the difference between bishop Kearney and the mount cabby because i know it's way different between normal school and private schools, but in two different countries, that brings a whole new aspect. What was kind of your day in the life in compare comparison of the two schools? Yeah, just uh, having the Mount Academy here uh, area in PEI close to my home, you know, five minute drive just from my house was, was huge for me. And it was, 
it uh, that kind of brings your comfort level a little bit closer, especially being in the Maritimes. Everything is a little tighter and you're well known. But yeah, the Mount Academy is a great school. Like they develop their players really well. And the development process is pretty similar for, for Mount and BK is, is what I found. It was the, the right people and the right coaches who knew their hockey were involved. And, you know, at BK, we had Ryan Callahan as our development uh, player coach. And, and, you know, he played however many years in the NHL. And he was a captain in the New York Rangers uh, and captain Tampa Bay Lightning. He's a, he's a great player. He's a great defenseman. He could, you know, share lots of knowledge and, yeah, just it was it was pretty similar in in terms of the hockey and the school is a little bit different here at the Mount. Uh, obviously, Canadian school system and and the American school system is is uh, pretty different. But you know, just taking time and getting used to it, it was it was honestly nothing nothing big. So now I'm gonna switch it up and we're gonna do a rapid question. Just gonna spam some questions at you. You're gonna answer it. You ready? Yeah. So white tape or black tape? Uh, black tape. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Oh, I don't know about that. Apple Music <laughs> or Spotify? Uh, Spotify. I like that answer. Basinet or Covid? Covid. I like that answer. Bauer or CCM? Uh, Bauer. That's a good one. Now, moving on, kind of bringing that professional aspect. Your next step. Who would you role model yourself? most after in the NHL? Uh, I'd have to go with uh, Mitch Marner, you know, just his, his size and his skill. I like the way he plays the game and, and the way he thinks it and just, you know, the way he kind of conducts himself as a, as a leader on that team. So, uh, yeah, player player comparison, probably Mitch Marner. So since coming to Cape Breton, it's a beautiful, beautiful town. How are the facilities like there at Center 200? Oh, they're great here at Center 200 and Sydney, the town. Yeah, just like you said, it's a beautiful spot here in Cape Breton and, you know, just taking the time to warm up to it and everybody welcomes you like like you're one of their own and it's a great, great spot, great people and, you know, good fishing as well. So are you building with your brother, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the same billet house. That's awesome. And do you have any good friends so far? What would you say your best relationship is since coming to Cape Breton any good friends on the team yeah like all the guys you know you become a team and you're spending so much time together on the bus and in the locker room and so everybody just kind of really bonds together as one and you know my billets here me and Jake's billets are great people and they've been great and everybody's connected and and they really work well welcome you as as uh, as one of their own and you know the the players on the team are great like we're really close as a team and you know, it's great having Jake here and and Jack Campbell too a good old PEI boy so you know can't go wrong with those island boys now when going to Bishop gotta tell me here were you debating about the NCAA because I know a lot of people go to states to kind of get a look at the NCAA that's how you get your offers so what kind of made you go to the QMJHL rather than division one NCAA uh, yeah, that's kind of why I went. It was uh, the decision to kind of get that double exposure and uh, to be able to be seen in the States by the schools and, and just kind of in person see that route. It was, uh, you know, you can hear about it and you can you know, see this and make the phone calls. But being in, being in the States and playing there, it's a it's a great experience. And it was good for me just to be able to to get both sides of the bone and just kind of 
see that NCAA and see the queue, but then as well coming back and finally making my decision to go to the queue. What would you say is the big turning point, like the difference, the facilities? I'm assuming you got some tours and they're beautiful. What would you say the big differences are that why you chose the route to go to the QMJHL? Uh, just, you know, both routes are a great route. And, you know, I, there's there's pros and cons to both routes. But honestly, just kind of making the decision to go to the queue was, was just pretty much, you know, it felt right at the time and it felt right for my development and, and where I'm at now as a player and just kind of the process I want to take to, you know, continue with my hockey career. And it just felt right. And, you know, we're going to keep rolling with this. Now, Cam, thanks for joining me today and you have a bright future ahead for yourself. Thanks for coming on the podcast and have a great night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Everyone, that was Cam Squires, the Charlottetown Prince Edward Island native. Cam, as we talked about, played Bantam and growing up in Charlottetown last year, went to Mountain Academy. He's really a great kid, really well spoken. His father, Jeff, coached him all the way through. Uh, Bantam and his minor hockey career and he owns a PI Brewing Company, a great family as his brother Jacob plays for the Eagles as well, has able to have a great chat with Cam and I hope you all enjoy this episode. Without further ado, my name is Luke Salton from Hockey with Healthy, signing off now.